Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We all have our favourite foods and perhaps eat them a bit too much. And in the case of Zoe Sadler, that was certainly the case. In fact, it turned into a problem. For 23 years, Zoe ate little else but cheese and, uh, and cheese and onion crisp sandwiches. But now with the help of hypnotherapist David Kilmory, she's managed to broaden her diet. David joins us now. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon to you, Sean. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm, I'm honoured. Uh, uh, on behalf of Zoe, as indeed uh, you should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, now th- there is a pro- there's a proper uh, term for the condition that Zoe was struggling with. What's it called? Well, it's known as neophobia, which means fear of the new. It's also been coined as avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, or ARFID for short. Now, is that caused by habits that are set when someone is young? As I understand it, like Zoe's still a young woman. She This was dates from when she was a toddler. Yes, absolutely. She was 18 months old. That's the normal point where the parent realises that there's something different about their eating habits. It's, not, it's similar to, I'd call it a food phobia. And when a parent is trying to get their child to eat and they're responding as if it's a, a, a spot of... Oh, uh, similar to how an arachnophobe would act if they were trying to, uh, someone was trying to make them hold a spider. That's what I was kind of liking it to. And it's much more common than you think, but because it's uh, because it's socially unacceptable, it's a social issue, uh, we tend to feel uh, embarrassed by it, humiliated by it, and uh, lots of parents sort of are being blamed for not being able to make their child eat. Mm. But it, it is actually a recognised food uh, disorder now. Uh, in the DSM-5, which is the uh, the Bible, if you like, on eating disorders. And so, so, so Zoe must have known, given that she grew from, from childhood into adulthood with just this as her diet, she, she must have been v- very well aware that there was a problem here. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But there, there's such a, uh, such a, um, a lack of understanding. It's highly misunderstood, even by professionals. And the first thing to do is go to the, the doctor, go to your GP, who's trained in medicine. But this is a psychological disorder, and it requires somebody who's who, who understands uh, how the mind works and understands phobias, really, to help someone come out of it. It's not the, not the first place that you'd look. Mm. Uh, and so is, there, is it too facile to, to, to ask what causes it? Uh, it can be all, all manner of things. I mean, you'll find that uh, lots of people with ARFID have siblings that eat absolutely everything and anything. Mm-hmm. If anything, that kind of uh, is quite a, quite a normal thing, which exacerbates it, uh, makes a person feel quite isolated. But if if you're getting a, a phobic response every time that you're trying to introduce food to your child, which um, then then you're kind of going to let them uh, let them eat whatever they want to. And usually, there's a handful of Safe foods, up to fifteen, or um, according to the World Health Organization in their specification of it, uh, brand specifics. Normally, a particular brand of something. So, uh, without uh, advertising any brands, it would be something oven fries or something Yorkshire puddings, or in Zoe's case, it was something cheese and onion crisps. And uh, we also don't like food touching when we've got the ARFID, and we also don't like any uh, actually no cross contamination. Uh, so that's kind of like the, the specifics. So up to 15 brand specific and no cross-contamination. You can pretty much self-diagnose. Um, most parents know, but they 
struggle to know exactly what, what uh, where to go with it. Nutritionists tend to suggest that you just just put something on the plate. Sooner or later, they'll grow out of it. They won't. It needs a third-party intervention, someone to motivate and inspire them to consume. Because we don't know anything else. We, we, we turn off, turn the blinkers on. We don't want to know anything about any other foods because it's a phobic, imagine it's a phobic response. So mm. that's kind of how, how we have to, have, have to work with it, as if it was a phobia, uh, gradually discrediting and dismantling the anxiety and then increasing a, a, a little motivation to sort of uh, to consume and to uh, become socially accepted we say you get lots of special isolation uh even the teachers at the school when they're trying to go on go away uh will be well the parents will try to verse them with it uh but the child themselves will often go on um uh, go on residentials and not eat for the whole time uh which is um very worrying for the parents yeah uh, I, and you as i understand you struggled with this as uh, as well when you were a teenager uh, I, with it until the, the age of 14 uh, personally and uh, I was stuck with uh, McCain's Finders Cookie Pancakes Heinz Baked Beans nothing was allowed to touch my lunchbox was for show and it wasn't until one of the girls at school uh, kind of uh, cornered me and asked me if I'd take her out for a meal and I said no absolutely no chance and uh, made a cry that she, that she broke me down and gradually she came into school uh, with very very small amounts uh, to gradually build up and that's what I'd highly recommend very small, palatable amounts. We visually, we, we use every other sense other than the sense of taste to try to imagine what the food tastes like. Mm. And our imagination can play tricks on us. It, nothing tastes as bad as the imagination is dictating. Or, yes. So we smell the food, we look at the food, we stare it out. It's almost a standoff. And then we gradually talk ourselves out of it. It's what we say into ourselves uh, pre-trying. And if we've if we don't know what it is, we've got no idea what it is, then we're going to, there's a lot of fear of the unknown involved. So yeah. with, um, with the sessions, we tend to sort of prepare our clients by using self-hypnotic statements out loud before we actually uh, try food. And Zoe's done absolutely fantastic, so proud of her. It's uh, really nice to talk on her behalf. She's got great personality and uh, she's got great sport to be able to uh, raise awareness of this social issue which again i say say is highly misunderstood even some of the professionals that uh, that proclaim to work with it sometimes can scare the mouse back into the house a little bit if it's not dealt with properly yeah uh, again it's, it's got to be a delicate hand and with lots of people out there saying oh you know it's the parents fault it's this and that and the other now i feel so, sorry for my mum having to to deal with it and even though i've been uh, out of the other side of it for 35 uh, 30 31 years now and I eat anything and everything uh, I still feel sorry for him for those 14 years of sleepless nights and worried. And uh, she did every, absolutely everything that she possibly could. And it's the same with every other parent out there. I feel very sorry for them. I send everyone my love uh, for anyone that's having that has got a child that has this food phobia. Um, and uh, so there is help. There is help out there. And to have faith uh, that um, you know the doors seem to get closed. Early doors. We, you go down the nor- what, what you think were the normal routes, but there is help out there. And uh, guide people towards sort of trying to relax them. Don't don't try to fear monger. Never try to sort of uh, say, "Well, this will happen if you don't do this or don't eat that, don't have the other." Uh, we're quite clever. Our bodies are, but until the age of about seven or eight, we draw in nutrition from the oxygen around us. Yes, uh, indeed. Trees around us, and, 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 in, Zo- and in Zoe's case, David, you know, after the the, the, the hypnosis sessions. 
were there then what was the process then in the sense we you know was she able to change her attitude to the extent of saying well there's certain foods I'm prepared to try now or or yeah how did that would that change for her is this a gradual process or is it still a gradual process for her um well, immediately after, the, I mean, Zoe, Zoe, was, Zoe was fantastic to work with. She came in with the right attitude. Uh, straight after the first session, she sat in blueberries and cranberries and some east fruits that were alien to her. Hmm. Um, Sultana's nuts. And then we, then we went to go to a, we went to a subway. And uh, that was a, a, a revelation for her to be able to eat uh, uh, a, I know she had a steak sandwich. And uh, she's eaten uh, with me. That was straight after the session. First uh, time. Second time she went to. Uh, after the second session, she went to Wagmans with her fiance. Now it's it was much more important for Zoe because she she'd had a recent diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, mm. and to eat the right type of food is essential to prevent the uh, the impact of multiple sclerosis. Bless her. So um, she she was she was motivated. She was primed. She was ready. And she came in with the right attitude, and uh, we've only had two sessions, and uh, she's already been eaten out, uh, which is phenomenal, really. And I, I really do applaud her uh, yeah. for, uh, for coming in with the right attitude, coming out, and she's come out the other side of it, and she's now got uh, uh, quite a number, uh, quite a, quite a few nice, safe foods to, to her repertoire, including grapes. Uh, grapes, she mentioned last time that uh, that she really enjoyed, and there's a number of other fruits, salad foods, uh, and so on. So. And rice, she's been eating right chicken and rice. Yeah, it's uh, extraordinary. Really. So, There's a lot of food she's probably, she's not probably, but is trying for the first time. So that's kind yeah, of, as you say, these are revelations to her. Absolutely. Well, we, we eat anything and everything at the age of 18 months. As soon as we learn to say no, uh, or we turn, turn, turn our face away, then that's when, when it sort of hits in. And that's where it, we kind of need to be very careful. Really. And that's when it, we, we notice if our child uh, has a... Uh, an unnecessary, uh, overt uh, uh, aversion to it. But you know, there's no reason why anybody can't eat. Uh, after a period of time, we create a developer wretch or a gag just at the thought of it. But every single human being at the thought of mouldy old food would create would have the same thing. Uh, but we create that wretch and a gag even to the most choicest Michelin-style restaurant food. Mm. Uh, we'd still turn our nose up. Most children have even junk foods, chocolates and uh, and Chris, they have to be brand specific if they do have those on top of their uh, their several beige foods. It's That's normally so beige as well. That's so interesting. And is she still though eating crisps, or, or is she kind of trying to wean herself off those completely? Uh, I, I, I I don't I don't know. I, 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 I do speak to her on a, especially at the moment. I've been supporting her uh, with the uh, with the, the fame, should we say, uh, the, and mm. uh, the, the paparazzi uh, asking, but. Uh, she's gradually trying to wean herself into fresh fruit and vegetables, but it takes you know, there's a little period of changeover where I'm, I'm sure that the occasional bag of crisps uh, will pass her lips. Yes, uh, to be fair, to keep her energy level. Her energy levels are in, important at the moment, obviously, but as we're going through the uh, the process of change, and uh, yes. it takes about two three weeks for these things to become normal, second nature, and uh, and so, so she's very very excited, very bright, very bubbly, and uh, she's buzzing with how things are going at the moment and particularly um, with her with her husband she's looking forward to getting married next year oh, sorry fiance she's looking forward to getting married next year and and actually having uh, the same foods as everybody else 
uh, at her wedding reception. Ah, right. Okay. uh, We wish you the very best with that. Well, and uh, so do we. Please, David, pass on our our best wishes to her. And thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was uh, uh, David Kilmurray. He's a cognitive behavioural hypnotist. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We're going to take a break after that. Finding the perfect pint. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.